You are listening to the Progress Your Health Podcast, Episode 30. Welcome to the Progress Your Health Podcast with your hosts, Dr. Robert Mackey and Dr. Valerie Davidson, a husband and wife team who specialize in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and functional medicine. They're here to help you lose weight, balance hormones, and age gracefully. It's their mission to motivate, educate, and empower you to take your health to the next level. And now your hosts, hormone experts, Dr. Mackey and Dr. Davidson. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Progression Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. So thanks for joining us for this early edition episode of 2018. Hopefully everyone is off to a great start. The last episode, we talked about New Year's resolutions, the KCCP, how that can help you in your path to weight loss success and overall improved health. Today, we're going to talk about one of the roadblocks sometimes that people run into, especially in the early stages, is sugar cravings. Yeah, so the last episode, we talked about the keto carb cycling program that we put together that helps you lose weight, especially in the middle, because that's where we've all put it on during the holidays. One caveat to that is is sugar cravings, because a lot of people have a hard time getting even just started with their weight loss goals because of the sugar cravings. And that's probably one of the biggest complaints we get from patients, whether it's the new year or the entire year around, is that they can't stay away from the sugar. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we do sometimes that actually will create those sugar cravings on a perpetual basis, but really the sugar cravings are kind of more of a representation of your body kind of telling you something. What do those sugar cravings mean? It's a sign in some ways, it's a sign of imbalance. It's a sign of a few things going on. We're going to talk about some of those, what those are, what can trigger the sugar cravings and some strategies and and some tips and tricks to be able to get rid of your sugar cravings because once you eliminate them, Now you can have the time and the consistency following a particular program that your body needs in order to achieve what you set out to do, which is to lose X amount of weight. Whether that's 10 pounds or whether that's 100 pounds, your appetite and cravings are always present. They're going to sabotage you. You're never going to get to that point. Oh, yes. Sugar is a great big saboteur when you're looking at our weight loss goals. But like Dr. Mackey said, you know, it's not really all about willpower because people I talk to, they're disappointed in themselves because they have these sugar cravings and they can't stay away from sugar. And it's not about willpower. It's really about our biology and the way our hormones balance with each other or actually more more accurately put, is the way sugar impacts our metabolic hormones and our hormones and our biochemistry that makes us go back looking for more. So for example, a common picture that I see that we both see is, you know, I'll talk to a patient and we'll talk a little bit about their diet and their sugar cravings. And they'll say, you know, they, they start off the day great. They have a protein shake. They maybe have some eggs and some spinach. Breakfast is perfect. Then they come around to lunch lunch is really good too. They might have some chicken salad, a salad, some yogurt, some nuts, you know, and lots and lots of water because everybody knows drinking water is healthy for us. But then come right around 1 to 3 p.m. It's like clockwork. You get a little tired, those sugar cravings start to kick in, and then you start munching. You have a little bit of chocolate, maybe a piece of, you know, cookies, some M&Ms, and then it just keeps going and going. And the patients will tell me too, it's not that their dinner is bad. They actually have a healthy dinner. They might eat a little bit too much given how much, you know, snacking they had prior to that. But then after dinner, back to the sugar cravings, back to the munching. And it's interesting because it's not about willpower because the next day they'll say, you know what, I'm going to start the day out great again. And then they fall into that same rut. It's really about 
the impact sugar has on our bodies. Yeah. Now, the disadvantage that we have of living in in the United States or any industrialized country in the world is that sugar really never used to exist in the forms that we have it in now, right? If you look at the research, which I don't recommend anybody do because it's really boring, but you can really learn some amazing stuff. In the research, they refer to it as highly palatable food, which is basically processed food that has basically sugar, fat, and salt in some combination. The brain is very receptive to that type of food combination. And really every type of processed food that we have on the marketplace today or in a restaurant or whatever is some combination of sugar, fat, and salt. And that has a very powerful impact on the brain, particularly the neurohormone or the neurotransmitter called dopamine. Now, kind of stepping back a little bit, we know that food can have somewhat of an addictive potential to it, just like other kind of more illicit things, you know, sex, food, and drugs, basically, shopping, gambling, any kind of extreme sports, these things that give you a rush or this really intense feeling, anything like that can turn into kind of addictive behavior. Now they're even talking about even cell phone use. Every time you check an email or check your Facebook page or check your Instagram or something like that, people are checking their phone all the time. They're getting a little dopamine hit every single time they do that. Well, sugar, you know, sugar is a really powerful chemical for the brain in that respect. So it sets up this, you know, vicious cycle that you, the more you have, the more you want. You just keep doing it over and over and over. And as you mentioned, it's really difficult sometimes to break that pattern. And like I was talking about in in the time of day, you know, not many people are craving sugar in the morning per se as they are in the evening time as I, as that has to do a little bit more with the adrenals, with that fight or flight. We're at work during the day. We're go, go, go. We're like Dr. Mackey said, checking our emails, dealing with clients, dealing with work. You're busy, busy, busy. And then once that afternoon lull comes and that kind of drop in that sympathetic nervous system of that fight or flight is when those little cravings start to kick in. And then like Dr. Mackey said, is when you have a little, you want to have more. You want to have a little bit more, a little bit more. And then the cycle has, you know, has started itself and it doesn't have to do with willpower. It really has to do with our biology. Now, here comes the the fun part is this is where we want to kind of work with you and give you some, you know, some tips and some tricks on ways to try to get those sugar cravings to calm themselves down because we all know we shouldn't be around sugar. You know, we shouldn't eat sugar, but it happens. We have events, we have weddings, we have holidays, but if you can avoid sugar for two to four weeks, then you're good. Then that kind of addictive process that Dr. Mackey was talking about has nullified itself. And then it's much, much easier to avoid sugar. It's really the first two weeks up to four weeks of avoiding it. Yeah. And that is that critical stage where people are just getting started. They're kind of building them some momentum. And then all of a sudden now their brain wants to go back to the old behavior, especially when we go from December and all the indulgence, like we talked about in the last episode, the desserts and the food and the alcohol and all these things. And now here you're trying to make this wholesale change in January. You get into that process in the first you know few days to the first couple of weeks, and it you find yourself really struggling to continue on a certain path. So a few things that might exacerbate your sugar cravings. These are things to pay attention to in the future. Number one is, as I said, the more you have, the more you want. So any type of sweet food, sometimes even fruit, but fruit is a good alternative to replacing processed sugars, right? That's fine. We're not going to ever tell anybody not to have any fruit, especially if it is a replacement for a more processed or refined type of food. Another one that is, I think, gaining some awareness, but I still 
still think is confusing for people is artificial sweeteners. Artificial sweeteners, certainly on the tongue, have a very sweet response, not only to the tongue, but to the brain, as we said, and it perpetuates some of those sweet cravings. And one thing with artificial sweeteners is people are taking them because, you know, they want to eat them because they don't have any calories. So there comes that point of, I'm going to reduce my calories. I'm going to eat less because I want to lose weight. And then you add in the artificial sweeteners and then your cravings just go through the roof. Yeah. And they claim they, whoever they are, the manufacturers say that there's no calories, but really in almost all of the artificial sweeteners, there still is an insulin response to those types of compounds. And that is really the part that we want to try to correct. As we talked about on the last episode and other episodes, it's really all about insulin management and really for that matter, cortisol management. Cause as you mentioned just a couple minutes ago, during the day, your cortisol goes up the minute your cortisol drops, or it's just imbalanced throughout the day now that's going to exacerbate your cravings, you know, on an ongoing basis as well. So something to pay attention to if you're consuming liquid calories that have artificial sweeteners in there, a Splenda, a sucralose, even stevia, right? Stevia is considered to be the natural sweetener. But again, that sweet taste on the tongue or in the mouth encourages more cravings. So you have to kind of break that cycle. There's really not Honestly, I mean, I can't think of a good alternative for sugar, 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 artificial or not, or artificial sweetener or not, it all kind of ends back at the same place, which is kind of confusing the brain because unfortunately the brain's default is wanting more sugar. You're stressed, you're hungry, you don't have enough food to eat, your brain automatically is gonna go to the easiest source of calories it can find. And because of that dopamine in the brain, it's always going to look for the easiest form of sugar it can find. Also not getting enough sleep. So being sleep deprived actually starts to manipulate your metabolic hormones and then that and actually messes with your insulin. And that also causes us to have cravings the next day. So actually working on getting a good night's sleep and we've done previous podcasts before this about trouble falling asleep, trouble staying asleep. If you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep, go back and listen to those podcasts so you can work on your sleep number one. That's a huge impact on sugar cravings the next day is getting a good night's sleep. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we kind of stress that obviously because it's just foundational anyways. But if you're already stressed and you're not sleeping, that is where things begin to compound on themselves. So before you start exercising, before you start doing other things, just focus on the sleep first, because that has to be in place, especially if you're trying to lose weight. And it's amazing at how many people that we talk to that are actually trying to actively lose weight and how many of them actually have poor sleep quality. All right. So one thing that we, I ask people a lot is what, if they had to grade their sleep, and we talked about this on a previous episode, episode, if you had to grade your sleep, A to an F, A, B, C, D, or F, if your sleep quality is a C, D, or F, you have to focus on that and raise it at least to a B quality, which looks like, you know, you go to bed at a reasonable time, somewhere between 9.30 to 10.30, you fall asleep easy, you stay asleep for a good three to four hours, you might wake up one time in the middle of the night, preferably not to use the restroom, and then you are able to fall back asleep again fairly easy for another three to four hours, and you feel somewhat rested, at least somewhat rested for the rest of the day. That is what reasonable, I think, realistic sleep looks like, you know, at a B quality. And that should be your goal. I think that is attainable, especially if you're having, you know, as we are we're talking about today, sugar cravings and trying to lose weight. And being that it's, you know, the beginning of the new year, so we've got 2018, everybody wants to go back to the gym and exercise. And that's another thing that 
actually can raise up your sugar cravings is doing intense cardiovascular exercise because right it's a new year we want to exercise more and then we also want to eat less so we can lose weight that right there is you know a complete recipe that's going to bite you in the bum and actually increase up those sugar cravings yeah there's again part of that compensatory mechanism that happens in the brain and the body you drop your calories because you're on a diet and you raise up your exercise the body senses that does not like that that is a stress on the body and automatically is going to raise some other neural hormones, one's called neuropeptide Y and a few other big names you don't really have to get into that specifically raise your cravings for carbohydrates because your body is sensing the famine's coming, you know, you're starving to death and running from a tiger and now your body wants to replenish those calories. The first thing that you're going to be craving is sugar in some way, shape or form. So that one is a you know, is in some ways this vicious cycle also that we see quite often. You're trying to do this effort and put forth this to accomplish this goal, but you end up sabotaging yourself at some point because of it. So we're not telling you not to exercise. I do think it's important for the body to get movement, but it's just that cutting down your calories, increasing up this intense cardiovascular workout, like unfortunately doing, you know, intense cardiovascular, like a spin class or even a CrossFit class or some of those may not be the best things to start off with. And I know people love it. You know, people love that intense exercise, but if you're looking at in terms of reducing down your sugar cravings, but at the same time, working on your weight loss goals, it might want to dial it back a little bit. Or maybe not do it every day. Yeah, right. Yeah. And when it comes to, we're going to do an episode here on exercise pretty soon, kind of dive into that a little bit more because we do talk about it a lot, but certainly more is not better when it comes to exercise, less is more and try to focus on a little bit more strength training as opposed to intense cardiovascular work. Because when you do that in aerobic activity like that, your cortisol goes way up and that you know, keeps you on that, what we call the insulin cortisol roller coaster, kind of rise and fall, rise and fall, rise and fall. So you have this peaks and valleys to your, you know, your energy levels and your cravings throughout the day. So the only way to pick yourself back up is to have more carbohydrates, more sugar, more processed food. And then the, and the cycle kind of perpetuates itself. And from the last podcast, the Keto Carb Cycling Program, that's kind of what we emphasize on that is to balance that insulin and cortisol roller coaster, as Dr. Mackey puts it. But the hard part is getting started because the sugar cravings, because of the way, you know, the dopamine, the way our metabolic hormones, the way the insulin and the cortisol are all kind of running around, it's kind of hard to get started because that's why everyone says, well, I'll start tomorrow or I'll start on Monday, you know, I'll have the weekend is because, you know, and it's not willpower. It's just that biology is pushing you. So we do have a couple of supplements that we also use with patients to kind of help curb those sugar cravings. Yeah. So it's some very kind of simple, easy to implement ideas. One of them, of course, um, which is used for, you know, we use with in people that have insulin resistance, that people have diabetes, you know, fairly serious problems is a mineral that a lot of people are aware of is called chromium. We use a fairly specific form of chromium called chromate GTF or glucose tolerance factor at a fairly high dose or right around 600 micrograms per capsule. So you get that starting point of about 1200 micrograms which is very good for curbing those sugar cravings. So usually I have people take it mid-morning, mid-afternoon. If that time happens for you between one to three or two to five, wherever your little energy drop zone is, then you want to take it shortly before that or maybe even around lunchtime to you know help kind of prevent that time from happening. And then I know there's one of your favorites as well. Yes, I like the F and X zone. F is in Frank and is a Nancy X zone. And it's kind of a, a product I've been using for a while because it has a lot 
lot of it's really interesting. Basically, the main part that I like to it is the Caroluma. And I used to use Caroluma by itself for years because it's a great way of suppressing the appetite naturally. It's not like Phentramine or any of that garbage. But it just kind of takes the edge off of the appetite. But Caroluma itself, I ran into problems because people didn't, you know, we didn't have long-term great use with it because it did curb the appetite a little bit, but it didn't really speed up the metabolism too much. So that's why I like the FNX zone because not only does it have the Caroluma in there, it also has ECGC, which is which comes from green tea, and it has some B vitamins in there. So it kind of speeds up that metabolism naturally, but not like pharmaceutical crazy medications, but it just has that little edge and it actually increases up your energy a little bit. It does have some natural caffeine in it, not like coffee or anything, but it's got some natural caffeine in it, which is why you wouldn't want to take it later in the day or if you had sensitivity to caffeine. So that's why we actually use both the FNX zone and the chromium together because chromium doesn't make you tired. So you can take that in the afternoon. You can take that in the early evening because people tend to want to, you know, watch TV, relax, you know, surf the internet and munch a little bit. So if you take the chromium a little earlier in the evening, it can kind of curb those sugar cravings or that kind of munching after dinner. But the FNX zone, I actually have people take it at lunchtime. Because like I was mentioning before, most people don't really want to eat a bunch of brownies, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning, but they definitely want to have them between one and three in the afternoon. So I'll usually have them take the FNX zone in the, you know, right around lunchtime. So that kind of curbs that appetite for the afternoon and the evening, but it doesn't keep you up at night. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're not encouraging necessarily full-blown appetite suppression. Like you mentioned, the pharmaceutical medications for weight loss, that's really what they do. They stimulate the neurotransmitters, specifically norepinephrine in the brain. There's three of them. One of them is dopamine, where we've already mentioned norepinephrine, and another one called epinephrine. Those collectively are referred to as your catecholamines. So when you stimulate that norepinephrine, basically just turns your appetite right off, and then you don't eat anything for months and months and months, and you end up losing a lot of weight on that. That, but those types of prescription medications are not sustainable long term. People, you know, start running into problems. And then the weight loss that you actually accomplish that way is all through caloric restriction. So guess what? The minute you can no longer tolerate the medication, your doctor won't keep you on it forever because he can't or she can't. That weight is going to come back with a vengeance because it was achieved in somewhat the wrong way. This is a the chromium with the FNX zone kind of little synergy together is a very subtle but yet a very effective way to kind of curve that as you talked about that you know just taking the edge off a little bit so now you can get closer to that two to four week mark it's not really something you need long term you know maybe you need it periodically maybe you need it once in a while or maybe you'd need it just to get started so now you get to that easier part where your body is not battling against itself and it's not addictive or habit forming to take the FNX zone and the chromium, not at all. But like Dr. Mackey said, just to get started, because we just really need to get through the first two to four weeks. And then once you can get through the four weeks, you're golden. You're not going to have those sugar cravings anymore. And then I tell people to keep it around just in case, you know, they have a vacation or they have an event or they have a birthday party coming up, because that's usually what sabotages our protocols is you have a birthday and maybe, you know, all of us know our birthday isn't just one day, usually it's like a weekend or a week and then then you're back on the sugar train again so sometimes they'll just use that periodically throughout the year but honestly you know it's the beginning of 2018 I think with that KCCP that we put together and then you do a little bit you know with the FNX zone and then that in the chromium to kind of get the sugar cravings down for a couple of weeks and then you continue on that KCCP because as we talked about in the last podcast it's something that you can do forever it's a it's a lifestyle rather than a diet is I think that would be a great way to you know, get 2018 
set up so that come 2019, we don't have the same New Year's resolution of losing weight again because we've already done it. Yeah. Now, one thing about the Chromate GTF, that's from a really good company called Pure Encapsulations. They've been around for a very long time. A lot of the chromium that you'll buy on the public shelf, like at the health food store or something like that, usually that comes in a 200 microgram capsule. And that's a very common dosage that you'll find. And that is you know, find that just not to be clinically effective, like it just doesn't work for that reducing sugar cravings. You really have to get to that 1200 microgram amount or dosage on a daily basis to really have that effect. But if you talk to the wrong people, you talk to the people that don't really know or understand, they'll tell you that 1200 micrograms of chromium is a lot. So certainly talk to your doctor, especially if you're a diabetic or you're taking any diabetes medication, talk to your doctor, just run it by them, see what they say. But to have that actual sugar craving response or reduced sugar craving response, you need to be roughly at about that 1,200 microgram range, which this one we're talking about is 600 micrograms per capsule, as I mentioned. So you only have to take two a day. You can take them both simultaneously. You can split them up. You can take, just like with the FNX zone, you can take them twice a day. You can take them all in the morning. You know, there's a lot of flexibility there, especially if you know where your weak points of the day are. And then that way, there's some benefit without any really side effects that you have to really worry about. Yeah. So I think between, you know, a couple of those little tips with sleeping better, remember, don't cut your calories down. I know it seems like you want to, but don't cut your calories down. Don't excessively exercise. Just keep everything in moderation. And I think, you know, with these tips, you'll be able to get the sugar cravings down. And then once those sugar cravings are down and implementing, you know, a a nice dietary lifestyle that we'll be able to hit the goals that we're looking for. Right. So as a, you know, just a kind of a brand new year promotion, we've set up a discount code for this episode and what we're talking about. So if you use the discount code SUGAR, S-U-G-A-R, SUGAR, we will throw in for every bottle of FNX Zone that is purchased, we will throw in a free bottle of the Chromate GTF. Just as a way to encourage that, to experience it, see if it works for you. Uh, We've had a lot of success over the years with people. We always know the things that actually work. Now, when it comes to supplements in general, we're going to talk more about this in another episode as well. There's a lot of variability from one supplement to the next. Just because something contains an ingredient list doesn't mean, for one, that it actually has that ingredient list, and two, if it's going to actually do anything. So you have to be very selective. And part of our job and our experience over the years is finding tools, you know, clinical tools like the supplementation that we recommend because we have found it to have an actual clinical impact on someone in some way, shape or form, whatever that you know clinical impact is. The Chrome AGTF certainly falls into that and the FNX zone certainly falls into that. Yeah, so if this podcast sparked your interest and you're looking at trying to reduce down some sugar cravings, definitely go on our website, ProgressYourHealth.com. And like Dr. Mackey said, you can use, if you buy the FNX zone and then use the coupon code SUGAR, we'll go ahead and, yeah, we'll throw in that free bottle of that GTF chromium as our kind of like gift to you. And then on also in our content library, we have the Keto Carb Cycling Program or the KCCP as we abbreviate it to, that also has information on incorporating a dietary lifestyle where we incorporate the intermittent fasting with carb cycling and a keto diet so that you can also work on getting your weight loss goals achieved this year. Yeah. So for this episode, thank you for listening. I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Progress Your Health podcast. If you like what you've heard on this podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes. This allows us to spread our message, grow our audience, and help more people around the world. For more information, visit our website at ProgressYourHealth.com.